as we come to a time that we can look in through the windows of God's Word, we see that God's Word has a story, a story that began with the Garden of Eden or the creation actually of man, and it will end with the last invitation we shared about last Sunday. And then today we're going to look at what Jesus wants to do before he does what he's going to do, and that is come back to get his own to end the world as it is and to begin a new creative world of heavenly existence that he has promised. In this finding our note that he wanted to leave to us today, I came across one particular verse that I want to share with you. And if you have your Bibles with you today, I want you to turn with me to the book of Revelations, Revelations 3.20. And I want to share those words with you, please. As you find your place in God's word, would you stand for the reading of it? <clears throat> Revelation 3.20, and if your Bible is written in, in the red, red letter edition, you will notice these indeed are the words of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. And Jesus said and is saying to us today, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. May God add his blessings to those special little verse of words that we can glean from today. Would you bow with us as we pray? Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you today for your love that we can know, for this time of worship we can have, and for the fellowship, the long life journey that you give us. And Lord, I just ask you that you help us to, to rekindle a greater desire to do your will than ever before, that Lord... Our desire would be to do what you want us to do and to let others know what a joy it is to know you. The blessedness of believing in a, in a living God, a God that directs and guides and touches our lives and shows us the way to live. Guide us now, Lord, as we listen for your knock on our heart's door today. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> Based on Revelations 3.20, which is captioned under the name of a song that we used to sing a lot, is Let Him In. And in our, our song books, it's got There's a Stranger at the Door. I looked forever to see if that was in our books, and it wasn't. But J.B. Atkinson wrote that song, Let Him In, based on the verse that is shared with you. And no doubt he must have felt something tugging on his heart to let him know that he needed to pay attention to the voice or the noise that was coming. Sometimes the noises of the world can blind out or block out the knocking of the door of your heart that Jesus wants to make. And we can let that happen by an indifference living of our lives that are not really consecrated and desiring to know what God wants to say. If you want to hear what God wants to say, you must be listening for, God, for what God wants to say. And as we look at the, the verse this morning, uh, uh, Behold, I stand at the door. Oftentimes, and I don't know about you, but I am guilty, I'm sorry, but I am, of not recognizing the knock of Jesus. In order to recognize his, the noise that he wants to make in my life and endures, in order to recognize the voice of God, and he does have a voice to speak to you, that is to be able to exercise our faith in listening to what he might want to say. If you are expecting God to talk to you, then just be listening because God wants to talk to you. He is a very uh, loving God 
And the last verse of that song puts it so right, suggests that we listen to the heavenly voice and he will make for you a feast and when the earthly ties are riven, he will take us home to heaven. The desire of God is no greater than the desire to have a relationship and a fellowship with his people, with his church, with those that have said yes to his love. And I just trust today that under the sound of my voice there is no one that has come to the age of accountability that has not said yes to that love. But today is the opportunity. Today is the invitation that can be yours if you would listen to his voice and to what he might want to say. As we look, listen to the Bible stories, there's many ways that we can see that gates and doors uh, indicate the fact that Jesus wants to come into your life. Jesus wants to let you know what he wants to say. And for us to listen, we by faith listen to what he's going to tell us. I, I'm so fond of stories in the Bible that makes us know that Jesus is just outside the door. And I don't know if you remember the painting. Isn't there one? Is there one in our window of the door? Yes, in the back, I think. And in that picture, you can see that the door on the side that Jesus is standing on does not have a knob. In every painting that I've seen of that, in most, it does signify the fact that there's no, dot, no knob on Jesus' side. And that is to say to us that if Jesus wants to come into our life, and he does often, then we have the next step to make as to open the door to invite him in. Speaking of inviting in the stories in the Bible that lets us know about Jesus' desire to fellowship with us, there's no greater story to be told than the story of the time that Jesus was traveling on his ministry, and as often as he had done, he stopped by some of his friend's house. His friend's name was Mary and Martha. Mary and Martha, who was Lazarus' brother. In fact, the minister's father was Simon the, ta the, the tanner, and they, he was a person who uh, was wanting to, to be with his friends, and he came by Mary and Martha's house, and he knocked on the door. No doubt that Mary and Martha must have looked at one another, maybe well have been expecting Jesus, and that's when we hear him most, when we expect to hear him. They all maybe went to the door at the same time, and Mary opened the door, and it was Jesus, sure enough. Looking at Martha, Mary must have said, Martha, it is Jesus. He invited him in. He came into their house. No doubt Mary led him into the sitting room, and they sat down, and they began to share with one another and listening to what Jesus wanted to say. Sometimes I know that we can find out uh, we don't hear what God wants to say for trying to tell God what he thinks we want, what, he, what we think he wants to hear. But Mary listened, and she pondered the love that was coming from Jesus. But Martha, she didn't stay in the sitting room with them for, there for a while. She really realized that every time Jesus would come, they needed to feed him. Very important. Martha was not neglecting the fact of the needs that Jesus had. So she rushed into the kitchen. She began to whip up the food. And every once in a while she'd walk by the door and see Mary and Jesus sitting in there talking while she slaved over a hot stove trying to get something to eat. And finally Martha said, Jesus, do you notice that Mary is not helping me with the meal and I could get done quicker and have more time to fellowship with you? But Jesus said something that day that Martha took to her grave. Martha, Martha, I know you mean well. I know what you're doing is so, is so important. 
And we do have physical needs. We do have to eat. We do have to have that sort of nourishment in order to have a spiritual uh, ability to walk in the, in the spiritual things of God. Jesus said, Martha, Martha, I want you to know what you're doing is important. But what, G what Mary has done is a memorial to her and to what she has realized that the most important thing is to sit down and just have fellowship with me. And I almost can hear Mar Martha giving a sigh, maybe a cry. Oh, Jesus, I'm sorry. I have neglected the most important part. Walking into the living room or probably kneeling down beside Jesus and listening to every word he had to say. Supper might have gotten cold, but it didn't matter now because Martha had realized that Jesus was the most important thing that needed to be in her life. The door was opened and Jesus came in. Sometimes the door of opportunity will come your way when God wants to do something in your life and we're neglectful of opening the door or letting that opportunity come into our lives and, and being so ready and so willing to do God's will. God may be standing at the door of your life today and wanting to do something in your life and we're not allowing that to happen. The story that in the very one verse that I shared with you is a call that God wants to give to every one of us here today. I believe if we would listen, Jesus would say, I'm standing at the door of your life. Maybe you would say it makes a difference in my life if you are there, but I want you to know that it makes a difference if you acknowledge God being at the door. It wasn't a door for the disciples, but it was Jesus' way of, of giving them a story there that day on the Sea of Galilee or at the shores of it. Jesus had appeared to the disciples after the crucifixion and he had noticed the disciples out in a boat coming to shore. A door was about to be opened by Jesus for the disciples to see something that they had overlooked to see. And that was a love that Jesus had for them beyond this, the fact of catching something to eat. But that was important to Jesus and knew it was to the disciples, so he asked them, have you caught any fish? And Peter, probably being the spoken, said, Lord, we've fished all night and haven't caught a thing. They're not biting. We can't catch no fish. Well, they looked over at the shore and maybe began to realize this must be Jesus. And a fire was already kindled on the shore, and Jesus hollered out, cast back out into the sea and put your net on the right side. They did that, and the Bible says when they drew in their nets, almost sank the little boat they were in. I think the Bible gives us they caught 153 fish that night, so they had quite a feast on the shore with Jesus. But Jesus makes that much difference in your life and mine if we would just acknowledge the fact that he wants us to cast our lives on the right side of life in order to be what he wants us to be. It's so important. We can cast our lives out into good works and out into things that we feel like that we might be blessed because we're doing it, but God might have another idea, an idea that we do it to glorify him and not ourselves. It's about your life and mine, of course, but it's more about Jesus and his life and what that life can mean to you if you'd let him be all he wants to be for you as you go down through life's journey been reading a book just recently someone left in the church I'm not even sure where it came from talked about growing closer to God and a fellow by the name of Dick Purnell was talking about 
the challenge of, of a daily fellowship that we could have with God. I think it was a 31-day experience that we can have. And it talked about things that we could exercise our faith by setting times of the, as the day would begin to read and the Bible and to pray and to talk to Jesus. And after a few days had passed, he said he got to looking forward to a time spent to spend with Jesus. And that door of fellowship began to open wider and wider and it became more, more of, a, of a desire that would well up and cause him to do it in spite of whatever else he thought might be more important. But nothing is more important than spending time with Jesus. So let him in when you feel that he's there at your heart's door and let him realize that you do care. Matthew 24, 42 says, Watch therefore, for you know not what hour the Lord will come. I know that's talking in part by the coming of Jesus one day when this life is ended, but I know it's also talking about the time that he wants to spend with you. So let him in. Let him be what he wants to be in your life. Verse 44 says, Therefore be ye also ready for such hour you think not the Son of Man does come. Again, it's talking about the time that Jesus will come back and Someone said, you know, are we living in the latter days, the, the revelation days that the Bible talks about? I want you to know we certainly are. We're living in a time that the Bible is being so fulfilled every day. And we're living in a, in a so sin-corrupted world that it is a terrible time for people to try to do things in a godly way, and yet God can make a difference, and we can too, if we let him guide us and be the example of his love into the life of someone else. When Jesus talked to the disciple or to the, the young man about how he was living his life and that door uh, in his life was trying to open to give him an understanding, Jesus said, have you, have you kept the commandments? And he said, I sure have. And he began to name the commandments that dealt with his fellow man. The commandments says, love thy neighbor as thyself and, and different ones. And he thought he maybe had aced that test, but Jesus said, now I want to tell you, the two commandments is this. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, and soul. And the second is likened to it. Love thy neighbor as thyself. And on these two commandments hinges life as it ought to be. And I don't know if that young man bowed his head and walked away or what took place after that. But we do know that that is the important part. Jesus wants you to keep the commandments that he gave Moses. Jesus wants you to keep the, the commandments of the guidance that the Bible gives us Old and New Testament. But he also wants us to realize that the greatest commandment of all is to love God and keep his love in our hearts. There's a door of opportunity that will open inside you. And the Bible says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for broad is the way that some might go in and it's hard to find that narrow gate that leads to the life that God wants us to live. So that gate is open this morning and Jesus wants to guide us through that gate. So the, today the call is the door of life can be open to you if you have not been saved. The door that Jesus wants to knock on your heart to let you know that for God so loved the world that Jesus came and gave his life that whosoever believeth in him would not perish but have eternal life. Do you have that promise in your heart today? Do you know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord of your life? What about Jesus? What about that opportunity that can pass uh, as we think about what God wants us to do? I read in Proverbs 8.34, Blessed is the one that listen, uh, 
watching daily beside my doors. You see, God puts the doors of opportunity right in front of us, and we need to open those doors to see what he wants to say. One said, now what is God up to in my life? You will not know that unless you seek it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the other things will be added to you. You know, we live in a world that we have uh, desires, uh, things in our lives. We desire happiness. We desire security. We desire good, good health and love and all of those things. But the greatest desire that we need to have is a desire to have a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Do you have that desire today? As the song says so rightly, will you let him in this morning and let him do what he wants to do in your life? He's so ready to meet the needs that you have. As we look at John 10, 1, the door of access to be uh, with our Savior is, is there already and the opportunity will come if we just let Jesus know that we want that to happen. Acts five nineteen says, That night the angel of the Lord opened the door of the prison. We know Peter and some of the disciples had been put in prison for preaching about Jesus. But the angel of God opened that door. And the power of God will open opportunities for you if you just let him. But you must be listening. You must be watching. You must be desiring for God's will to be done in your life. And if that's where, where you are in life today, you're exactly where God can use you. But if by chance you've been reluctant to open the door when you hear him knocking, then you need to ask God for help. So do I as we realize how important it is to spend time with Jesus. Would you bow with us in prayer? Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you today for your love that we can know. We thank you today for the promise that you give that you'd be there for us. But we know, Lord, that as though you're a loving God and a God that does desire to give us all the blessings that we will allow you to, that, Lord, we do know that you've made that promise that we need to be expecting. We need to be asking. We need to be seeking in order to find that special moment that you want to spend with us. Guide us now, Lord, in the invitation time. And, if, Lord, if there be someone here that's not a Christian, that, Lord, they haven't come to be saved by your grace, that today would be the day of salvation. And, Lord, if there be someone here that's already your children but not walking as close as they need to walk, we pray, Lord, that today would be that day of commitment to, to you to walk closer than we've ever walked before to be able to quieten the world that we can hear all you'd have to say and by faith follow just where you would lead us. Guide us now, Lord, in this special invitation time. In your precious and holy name we pray. Amen.